five minutes ago, it's quarter past. Uh, under the old regime, we would have stopped at half past. Uh, so I'm going to I'm give it open to you. How long do you want me to preach for? Well, I'm hearing very positive things for a preacher. So um, we're, we're, staying, we're staying on for lunch, aren't we? And if, if you have to go... Uh, please don't be embarrassed, just you, you have to go. But um, I'm going to give you uh, what God has given me. It might shrink a little bit, so uh, let's go for it. <coughs> I, I'm going to speak about hope. Hope this morning. Uh, Joel said, of course you were going to speak about that. It's all about hope, isn't it? But, but, but I'm not that sort of person to do that. I wouldn't have just thought, oh, I've got to do that and sort of conjured up a message to, to, to capture that. But I want to share with you what biblical hope is. Uh, we've called ourselves Hope Community Church. And hope is one of the three vital virtues or characteristics that dwells in the human heart or the soul of man. And we hear a lot about love, and we hear a lot about faith, but we don't hear so much about hope. And I want to just uh, redress the balance a little bit this morning. I'm going to use as a springboard that verse, and you've heard me quote it uh, quite a number of times in uh, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Now, I've shared with you that what happens is when we, we step into the next world, when we live this, this place where we're subject to death, but we move into a place where there is eternal life, or everlasting life, as I put it, we take these virtues, how they have developed in our life with us. Faith, hope, and love. Now, it says the greatest of these is love. So we'll just talk a little bit about that. And what I see about faith and hope is that they are intrinsically linked together. Faith and hope work together in the human heart. What is the goal of this Christian life of ours? What is the goal? What is the thing that we're moving towards? The goal is God himself. Jesus said, to us, he becomes our all in all. Now, he might not be your all in all at this time, but the journey that we're on is that he becomes everything to us. I think that's what those words mean. God becomes everything. He becomes the goal. He just, he fills up everything. When you look out there and you, you see the trees or you see a mountain or you even see the traffic or the buildings, do you see God in that? Did you see the football match yesterday? Yeah. Okay. Did you see God in that? <laughs> did, you see, did you see the choir before with the songs of praise books? You didn't see it. Yeah. They were singing Abide With Me. It was phenomenal. And then they sang that God would save our queen. Isn't that wonderful? 
gold came probably one of the best gold scores in an FA Cup, and he whacked it from about, what, 30 yards out. 25 yards. <laughs> <laughs> God will come and dwell amongst his people and he will illuminate the whole of the kingdom. And we won't go to church or chapel or temple because God will be there. He will be in everything. And it started now. God in everything. So as I was thinking if, if God is in everything and God is love then the focus of our whole life is love now the greatest of these is love so the focus of our life whether it's in the family or the home or the business place or the world or with our enemies our focus has got to be love. Because our focus is God and God is love, our focus is love. I'm glad everyone who came out this morning spoke about family. And they were expressing in different ways how they experienced the love of God showed to them. That is the most important thing about church. You come to love and to be loved. And it's only possible because the God of love lives inside you. So, we have a couple of things here. We have love, and we have faith and hope. Now, love is different from faith and hope because love is deposited in your heart. Faith and love you were born with, you were born with a sort of love, but it was a very selfish, tarnished love. But the love that we have now is the love of God that has come into our hearts and into our lives. It says, the day that you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Spirit of God sealed you. And for those that were thirsty, you could receive the Spirit into you. 
The Spirit of God is God himself and God is love. And so when the Spirit of God comes into you, it is the love of God that fills your very being. It is the love of God that is in you. It's not a tarnished, poor replica of love. It is God's pure love. That's why we can love others. Because it is God's love that dwells within us. So God deposits his love. It says in Romans 5 and 5, God has poured out his spirit into us. Poured his love into us. And this love dwells within the inside of us. Can I say to you, stop trying to obey God. Stop trying to do the right thing. Stop living a life somehow that you think, have I come on the right side of God today or am I on the wrong side of God? There is no right and wrong side with God because God loves you with an everlasting love, an unconditional love. That even if you mess it up in a thousand times in a day, God's love for you never changes, never alters. So many Christians are bound by a legalistic religion where they're trying to be good. Please stop. Please stop trying to live on the right side. Please stop trying to live a life where somehow... You feel you've done what God wanted you to do. Stop it. You can't do it. It's legalism. Live a life where you rest in the love of God. And in that resting in the love of God and knowing how much that God loves you, appreciating his love for you, you will love him with the love that he has placed within your heart. Why did you come to church this morning? Was it your duty? Do you think by coming you please God? Do you think that God required you to do it? Why did you come? I suggest this is why. Because the love of God has been poured into your heart. And you might not appreciate it, but what you want to do is come and love God and all that is God's. What drove you here this morning was the love of God that's been poured out in your heart. That's what brought you to church. That's what makes everything work in the kingdom. The thing that makes everything work is the love of God. But we don't realize how much God loves us and so we limit ourselves. God says, I love you. Rest in my love. Rest in my love. And as I rest in his love, I want to love him. I want to worship him. I want to lift up hands to him. I want to read his book to find out more about this lovely man. 
I want to pray so I can speak to this lovely man who loves me so much that if I never prayed in my life or never read my Bible in my life or never came to church ever again, he would still love me as much because he cannot love me anymore. When I hear legalism, I want to slap the person. Just slap them and say, that's rubbish. Don't talk that nonsense anymore. Don't try and please God. Don't try and satisfy God. Stop trying to do the right thing. Can't you just rest in his love and let his love fill you? And then everything you do will be a response with his love that he has placed within you. That is the wonderful gospel that we have. But this other thing that we read about, it's called faith and hope. Faith and hope. See, we're not puppets for God. He just didn't fill us with his love and that overwhelms us and we just do everything he wants us to do. You are a free spirit. You can decide what you want to do. You can choose. You can think what you want to think. Isn't that wonderful? I don't want you to think like me, act like me, talk like me, walk like me, do like me. That would be horrible. We're independent, free people. Every one of you is different and unique and led by God. And you have a mind to think. And you have choices to make that make you Unique and divine, as it were, in the presence of God. Not that you could be divine, because that would make you God, but, but divine in a sense of beautiful and wonderful and lovely in his presence. And that which he gives us, that we might think and choose and decide and hear and make decisions is faith and hope working together. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So God speaks to you. And so you have a vision of what God wants to give you or what God wants to do with you or something of the future and you have this vision, this future hope. It's something in the future. But faith, faith is something in the heart that makes this vision a reality. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. We should all have faith projects. What are you trusting and believing God for? What is it in your life that you're believing that if God doesn't do something, it ain't going to work? God speaks to us. And so we start to move in a direction with God, with a vision, hope of what it's going to be. And we start moving forward with God. Everything that you believe for in faith will come under attack. It will be ferociously attacked. It will be attacked sometimes for a long period of time. 
Now, God has put something within your heart to enable you to hang on. It's called hope. 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 If you're not believing or trusting or having faith for something at this particular time, you don't need hope. No faith, no hope needed. You just drift along in life, banging from pillar to post with whatever God dishes up or the devil dishes up. We're blown from side to side. This Christian life that we have where we have to think and choose and make decisions, it is about finding the will of God for our lives. Ah, good. We'll cover that. One minute. One minute. We've got three people in our church now that don't, aren't here this morning because they're abroad. One is in America. One is in Thailand. And, yeah, the other one. Jamaica? No. She, <laughs> is she in Jamaica this morning? Where's, where's Jocelyn? Jocelyn is... She's in Ealing. Okay, so... <laughs> So she's left us, she's in Ealing. Now, why are those three people not here? Why are they not here this morning? Because God spoke to them. They heard something in their own heart and their own spirit. They heard something. They believed God was talking to them. That's faith. You say, well, God never talks to me. Of course he does. You're his child. Would you ignore your children all their lives? Of course not. God is in here. He's living and moving within us. He's talking to us. He's talking through our spirit. He's talking through the word of God. He's talking. And as he, he gives a direction to these three people, they start to activate their faith. They have a vision of where they want to be in America in Ealing, in Thailand. And so they start to speak out that they're going to go to these places and everything attacks them. That's the job of the devil, not to destroy you, but to destroy your faith, the things that you are believing for. And so he attacks the things that God has spoken to you about, the direction in which he wants to give you. You go, I've got this idea. I think I'll do this for God. And as soon as you think about doing it, there's 100 thoughts of opposition or even people telling you can't do it or all authorities tell you you can't do it. And all of this around you is trying to stop you walking by faith. But you have to press on. I'm sure these people had opposition going where they wanted to go. All sorts of things from the visa authorities, from money, from letting out their properties, from leaving their jobs, everything. And even now when they're there, they're still having problems. The family and I know, I know what some of Jocelyn's problems are. I don't, but I, I know what this world like. And she went out with an intention to just give her life to God at this time. But there's been nothing but problems. Opposition. The Word of God says that hope is an anchor for our souls. It anchors things down. 
God might speak to you about doing something. Has God ever told you to go anywhere? Be careful. If his great commission was to go into all the world and preach the gospel, it just might mean that God might say, will you go to China for me? Now, don't think that's so strange. If he said go into all the world and preach the gospel, he might say do this. But there's all sorts of opposition that undermine us. It's our faith that's moving forward in this direction that God has called us to. He said that hope is like an anchor to our soul. You can read about anchors in Acts chapter 28. I won't do it. It's about Paul and he's, 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 in, a, he's in a ship and it's got a tremendous attack coming on it. And so they have anchors on the ship. Anchors are not just used for parking a ship. You know, that's what we think they are. You just park a ship, you know, you're going to stop here, you put down the anchor so it don't float away, so when you come back the next day, it's still there. Oh no, it's a lot more than that. And there's more than one anchor on a ship. And so as this ship is going through this horrendous storm, apparently you can know what to do in a storm. Down sails, drive into the storm, throw the anchors overside. So what it does, it brings stability to the boat. If not, the, the ferocious attack could turn the boat completely over, swamp it completely. It'd be completely lost. That's what the devil wants to do to your faith. He wants to completely swamp it. He wants to destroy it. He wants to, he wants to you see you start off in a direction of doing something for God, and he wants to swamp you. So you go, oh, well, perhaps I didn't hear God after all. There's been so much opposition, perhaps he didn't want me to go. What is wrong with you folks? Of course God talks to us and wants to direct us and move us on. He wants to have us to have faith, to raise funding, maybe to support missionaries. He perhaps wants us to join in somebody's ministry and help in that ministry. He may want you to start a ministry. There's lots of things that God is wanting to do. We are God's kingdom people. It is we that turn the world upside down. It is we that will make a difference. We don't make a difference by sitting in Hope Community Church every Sunday. We make a difference by rising up and in faith moving in the direction in which God has called called us to do something. It might be front line, it might be behind the scenes, but every one of you should be able to say, God has called me to do this. How do we know it's God? And I, sorry? How do we Ah, oh, don't worry about that. When you're born again and the Spirit of God is within you, you'll know about it, sir. Don't worry. Sorry? No, no, not if you're a child of God. God makes his instructions very clear. I'll talk to you afterwards about that one, if you hang around. Okay. So, How do we know that? Because God speaks all the time. My sheep know my voice. If you're a Christian and are born again of the Spirit and the Spirit of God is in you, you know the voice of God and God is directing us constantly. Let me, let me just finish. I'll talk to you afterwards. Okay, I'm not trying to put you off or shut you down, but we'll talk in more detail afterwards. And so the attacks come. So we have an anchor that can keep us going forward in the things of God. And this anchor is a thing called hope. And what you do... 
when the storms come and you feel like giving in or you feel not like doing what God says or giving up on whatever God has called you to do and just sitting down and doing nothing, you take the hope and you drive it into God. It says in, I think it's in Romans 15, 13, our hope is in God. God. Hope is in God. Now hope is so important to us finding the will and purpose of our lives because God will speak. We will move out in faith. The enemy will attack, seek to, to sink us, sink our faith. But we just have to anchor into God. How do I do this on a practical basis? Say I'm having a good day and everything's going well for me today. The next day, everything starts to fall apart. Nothing's working anymore. That which I had great faith for yesterday, it doesn't appear is going to happen today. I stop and I think to myself, God was on the throne yesterday and there was tremendous peace. Now God is still on the throne today, but my peace has gone. But God is still sitting perfectly sovereign over this situation. And tomorrow, God will still be sitting sovereign over the whole situation. So say, Lord, I'm not going to look at the circumstances that would rob your word away from me and cause me to be ineffective. I'm going to believe and I have hope and trust in you. Now, come on, Satan, do your worst. Bring it on, because I'm not moving and I'm not shifting. We have to see God. Hope sees God. Hope anchors into God. Hope believes in the end result. I watched the rugby yesterday. You know I'm a rugby sort, yes? I watched the football as well, sort of. Um, Saracens, they were playing Bath in the final to see who was top dog. Usually one person in the side kicks goals. I see God in everything, do you? Everything. God's in everything. He's in rugby. He's in football. He's in everything. He's my all in all. He's everywhere. So the guy's got to kick the ball through the uprights. You know how it works. Yes? He puts the ball on the floor, lines it up, and he goes back here. Now, who's this? Who's this? Johnny Wilkinson. Oh, this ain't Johnny Wilkinson. Okay. This is, this is Owen Farrell. This is Owen Farrell. <laughs> What's he doing? What's he doing? Okay. He's standing in front of 90,000 people and the fifth, other 14 in his side and the management body, and he ain't going to miss. He don't want to miss, all right? But pressure's on him. You understand? Pressure is on. 
Now in faith, he's going to kick the ball through the uprights. He does this about six times. He's cutting all the noise out, all the nerves out, all the fear out, and he's focusing on the end result. That's which faith will produce. And he goes and wallop. Five times out of six, it goes straight through the post. He doesn't take anything for granted. Every time. I tell you something. When God has spoken to you, and you're moving in a direction in faith, expect everything, the kitchen sink to be thrown at you, to stop you living by faith, because what God wants you to do is live by faith, and the devil will throw everything at you to stop you living by faith. You focus on the end result, and you anchor into God, and you focus on God, and you simply keep moving forward. That is hope. The devil has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. God wants to give you health, material blessing, and good relationships. The devil comes to kill your health, steal your material possessions, and destroy your relationships. You can have faith for relationships, faith for material things, faith for health. And I tell you, faith for health, we don't want to practice this one. Nikki practiced it. Nikki nearly died, but she had her eyes focused on getting well. She had her eyes fixed on him. We just gathered round and prayed for her. See what she was doing. She was doing this. Every time she looked at her body, she looked up again. And then she kicked it. And it went right through. He's my all in all. Even on the rugby pitch. I see God in everything. I honestly do. I see God everywhere. Why? Because he is everywhere. In your home, in your family, in your workplace, with your kids, with your husband, with your wife. God is everywhere. So stop whimpering. Stop crying. Stop losing it. Just remember. 90,000 people looking at you. 45,000 of them want you to miss. There's a cup at the end of this. If you miss this, you've got 14 other guys who are going to get really angry with you. Wallop. Every time. Hope is the anchor to our soul. We're going to do great things for God as a church. We're going to do the impossible. And you're going to do it. Because that's the way that our faith grows and develops. God calls us to do the impossible. If it's not impossible, it's not God. If it's not impossible, it doesn't require faith. We need to do the impossible that God has called us to do. Let's pray together.
Praise God. Yeah. Praise God. Amen. Father, I want to thank you for this 10 years, Lord, and I want to thank you for this body of people that say hope is what I am part of. Hope is the family that I have joined. Hope is the body of believers that I am part of. And Father, we want you to take us through difficult times. We want you to take us through things that are impossible for us to do. But together we can support and love and help. Together we can have faith in what God has said. Together we will see what you have given us a vision for materialize in front of our very eyes. God, it's got to be impossible for us to do it. And Lord, we would say we're ready. We believe, as it's been said this morning, we've come of age where we can do this. We will not run away. We will not throw the towel in. We will not desert the people that you have joined us to, God, but we will see it through so we achieve all that you have for us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen, Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you.